0: Plushcare.com slash weight loss. How
1: you doing, Andy?
0: Yeah, very well, Paul. Thank you very much. I'm just uh, back in the UK right now because I'm, I'm just recovering from full knee surgery, uh, knee replacement. Um, after all these years, it finally, the old right knee, after six operations and what have we, um, finally gave in. And it had to concede defeat to Mother Nature. So I've just been back for the last five or six weeks in the UK. um, But heading back to Qatar on uh, early April, uh, about the 3rd of April, heading back to Qatar uh, for the end of the season,
1: well, you're sounding great and defeat wasn't... Uh, you didn't face defeat many times in this season. We're going to go back to 1976. And by the way, mm. welcome all to A Game of My Life with Andy Gray. And in this episode, we're going to be focusing on that Christmas cracker at Villa Park on the fifteenth of December, nineteen seventy-six. Shawadi Wadi were number one in the charts with "Under the Moon of Love," <laughs> and that night, under those floodlights at Villa Park, you showed your opponents Liverpool, who were number one on the pitch.
0: Yes, it was it was quite a night. Uh, it was an extraordinary evening. Um, it was a, it was like. It was befitting of our season, actually, Paul, when I think about it. Because, you know, at the end of the season, before my first season, we hadn't really suggested that we were going to rip up this season. You know, we'd, we'd yeah. done okay. Um, we'd drawn far too many games. I remember that in my first season. Too many draws. So we weren't sure if we were close to being a good team or close to being a bad team. Yep. Um, we found out. But, you know, that result shouldn't surprise too many in respect that we start the season, I think we played West Ham opening day and cup them 4-0. And beat them four now. Yep. Going on, we beat Ipswich 5-2, I think at Villa Park. Yeah, you did. We beat Arsenal five yep. at Villa Park. So we had shown that if we get it going and we hit it and we're all at it, that we can we, we knew we could score goals. So we, we certainly knew we were we were good enough to score goals. We'd been involved in a five goal for with United as well. Um, that, we, that we won 3-2 so we had it in us but this was Liverpool yeah. this was Liverpool and this was the champions elect and this was arguably the best not arguably this was the best team in the land coming to Villa Park to swat a young pretender because that's what we were we were the kind of young pretenders and Liverpool dismissed them out of hand but uh, it was a
1: bit different this night You're right, Liverpool were champions and they did go on and retained their title that season. But that night, you give Liverpool one hell of a hammering. And if I can take a line from you, sir, take a bow, son take a bow. It was 5-1 against Liverpool. Your manager was uh, obviously Ron Saunders, Bob Paisley Mm -hmm. was the manager of Liverpool. The attendance inside uh, Villa Park that night was 42,851. The Liverpool team were in goal Ray Clements, Phil Neal, Joey Jones, Phil Thompson, Ray Kennedy always wore the number five. I don't know why, but Peter Cormac wore it before him as well. Emlyn Hughes, Kevin Keegan, Steve Highway, John Toshak wasn't playing, David Johnson, Terry McDermott and Ian Callaghan. That was a fantastic Liverpool lineup. Can you remember your lineup, Andy?
0: Well, I'd be cheating if I didn't tell you that uh, that, that, that I hadn't just scanned it because I remember that we... We went in there with a couple who would not have normally played Correct. for us that season. Uh, one being Jake Finlay. Yep. Jake was in goal that day, and one a young lad who didn't play much for Villa. I don't think Charlie Young yep. um, at centre back. Um, uh, Chris Nicholl never made it, so uh, Charlie was brought in to play alongside Leighton Phillips. Yep. And the rest of the side was pretty much um, as we had. You know, we had Giddy. Giddy would have been right back. Yep. Um, Robbo would have been left back. Yep. And then we kind of had when you know when people always uh, it makes me laugh when I hear modern day people go on about four three three and how it was never invented until I think Johan Cruyff invented it at Barcelona and what have you and I look back to that night and and that season when we did play with it like a like a three tight midfield in Dennis Frank yep. Carrithers and Alex Crockley yep. and then John D and Brian Little and me were a front three now you could hardly call. Any of us three midfield players, or wide players, Dixie, Brian, and I were just front men. All of us, and I kind of, I, I, I kind of roamed the middle of it, and Dixie and Brian floated around either side of me. It was, it was perfect. It was, a, it was a four-three-three system in every sense of the word. Um, and you know, it makes me laugh when I look back and I think that. And see that people say no, no, that wasn't invented then, Andy. You must be mistaken. <laughs> Trust me, it was long before then.
1: And, and you're right because the, the the modern age of football, it's all Premier League, Premier League. But football started mm. in the 1800s. Uh, the the Hungarians were playing a different system in the in the 50s. The uh, the Austrian team were in the 30s. Football hasn't just been invented, guys. These systems have always been played, and great players played. Gr- systems don't win games players win games and that game you were totally on fire you started the scoring Andy after 10 minutes mm. what's your memories of your goals that evening um, strangely enough quite clouded yeah. I mean I remember I don't know whether it was the first goal or the fifth goal
0: I got one in five that night but one just at the beginning of the game and then one right in the stroke half Correct. I think just to put the, the seal on it what was an amazing 45 minutes of football um, but I, I do remember one coming over from the hour left, and Clem came out trying to punch it. Yep. And and I just got he- ahead of him and I nicked it off him. And because he'd come out a goal that was it just dropped into an empty net basically. Now I don't know if that was the first or the fifth. That's my. That's I think the,
1: it was the first. I think it was yeah, the first.
0: That, that was the first, and I have no recollection of my fifth. Yeah. No, I can't believe it. Someone they will tell you the boys always say you're fed up hearing me talk about goals of score. I've been trying to think what about that fifth goal what was that like. I remember Brian scored a wonderful goal, um, a wonderful goal. Dixie got a couple of crackers as well. Yeah. But I can't remember my fifth one or my fifth the fifth goal just before half time.
1: And Dixie was supposed to have been playing for the under 21s that night, hadn't he, for England, and pulled out to play against Liverpool. Yeah, Dixie was making a name for himself. You know, he, yeah. he hadn't always been in the
0: team, um, but he, he was showing everybody what a good player he was. And and, and I think Ron just fancied it. Um, fairness to Ron Saunders, um, this was not a negative team he picked. Yeah. When you look at Frank Carradis, he was always running forward, Frank. And then Dennis Mortimer was always surging forward. Alex Crockley was a forward-thinking player. You know, we didn't have what you would call a sitting midfield player yeah. in there. The way that they have now, we just had three very good midfielders who could play box to box, and and that was that was a strength of it. It was it was really an attack-minded team, and with John Gidman, uh, I mean we we might as well have had a right winger that night because Geddy could have played that. Yeah. But that, I think in, in fairness, although we were great and goal scorers get the headlines, I think two of the players in midfield, in particular, Dennis and, and Alex. Uh, Certainly Alex in the first half, because he went off injured. Yes. Memory serves me well. Alex Copley that night, along with Dennis Mortimer in the first half, were absolutely unbelievable in yeah. midfield. Uh, they absolutely bossed a team that had the likes of Terry McDermott, Ray Kennedy, Ian Callaghan. Um, you know, these kind of players in that team. And yet, they never had a look in. They were too broad. And Alex went off at halftime. Yeah. And then, Mickey Buttress came on and played the second half. And, you know... Uh, I don't know how many games Mickey ended up playing for Villa but I don't think it was too many yeah. but he played a part in the second half that was kind of a it was a bit of a anticlimax, I think you know when we came out you, you kind of look and think well what should we do but we were good and and again I think Clem played really well for them second half yep. I don't think we just came out and sat back and said you know what we might do in the modern game we'll, we'll just protect what we have because it's Liverpool and we're getting a bit scared we were young and and full of bravado well apart from Chris Nicol and Leighton Phillips we were young (laughs) 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 and and full of bravado and full of confidence and and that's what we did with the second half and we could have got easily two or three more second
1: half if Clem hadn't played as well in the Liverpool goal That's what all the match reports also say. What was the mood in the Aston Villa dressing room at half-time? Because, you know, to to be leading against Liverpool, you'd think, well, we'll take that. Even if you were drawing against Liverpool, you'd go, we'll take that. To be 5-1 up against Liverpool, it's dreamland. It was dreamland. I think, and
0: honestly, if you look at the stats, Paul... I think we had six shots at goal and we scored with five of them Mm. or six attempts at goal and we scored with five. It was just an extraordinary um, evening that you don't often get. I think in the dressing room, I think that's where, you know, Ron Saunders earns his corn because, as I say, we were, apart from Chris Nichol and Leighton, who were the experienced players, we had a pretty young side there. You know, we, we, we weren't quite used to this with, you know, myself in it. I was only my second season in England. John Dean had hardly played Brian was a little bit more experienced, but he still wasn't old. Mm. Neither was Frank. Alex Copley was just in his first season, I think it might have been, in, in English football. Or it's not in English football, but for us, yes. he'd been at Arsenal. Yep. So, um, you know, at half time, we're looking at each other and thinking, wow, we've done well here. We've played really well. Mm. But you're always there sort of thinking, as well, you go take thinking, well, there's bound to be Liverpool about to come back at us. Yeah. They're about to fly out of second half and. You know, we, we better not let it go. And we could have done that, but Saunders was good. He kept he kept the heads uh, level headed. Uh, you know what it runs like pragmatists, very pragmatic, about a very duller. He didn't get carried away. Um, he would have been, he would have been saying things like, Yeah, well, you deserve to be that, but game's not over. We've got forty five minutes and we need to do the same again, that sort of thing. Just making sure that nobody went out there thinking the game was already won. But it was a, it was a little bit of I certainly sat there and thought, Wow, that was something special. I remember sitting there. Having a cup of tea, thinking, "Jeez,
1: what's just happened?" <laughs> <laughs> but sadly, no cameras there to, to record I it. The the I, a, it's a tragedy. Yeah, the the ITV cameras apparently were um were at the Derby game. Derek Hales was making his debut. Oh, wow. He'd just been transferred for a lot of money to to Derby County from Charlton yeah I from Charlton. Yeah. yeah. yeah? And, and I think the BBC cameras, I believe it was the sports review of, of the year that was on the BBC. And cameras, <laughs> yeah, cameras, there wasn't many cameras in those days. It, no. it, it was a no. different ball game, wasn't it, in terms of, of that. It was also a different ball game for Liverpool because they wasn't used to getting beat. That was their worst defeat since they got beat... Uh, You mentioned earlier, Johan Cruyff, to Ajax in 1966 in the European Cup uh, on the 7th of December. Your goal, you referenced your goal against Ipswich Town. That was the first hat-trick by an Aston Villa player in the top flight since Tony Haitley scored uh, three against Tottenham at White Hart Lane, again in 1966, in a 5-5 draw. Wow, I didn't know that. Can you remember the only team that, that got the double over Aston Villa that season?
0: The only team that got the double over us. Well, we beat Man United, I said. We beat us. Ar- you beat all the good teams. Yeah, we beat all the good teams. So, hold on. Now, I know Man City beat us early in the season, did they? And, and yeah, that they was did. It. Yeah, th- did they beat us again? Uh, no, it wouldn't have been them, I don't think. No. Uh, who did the double of it? Don't say Birmingham City. Birmingham City, sorry. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: no. no, no, no. no. Uh, when you look at the season and I always look at fine margins, when, when you played that game uh, against Liverpool that wonderful night for all Aston Villa supporters, you were a, you still had a game in hand on Liverpool
0: and yeah, it was well two
1: stopped. yep two points for a winner you were third. You were flying. Was mm. it a case of you played so many Cup games that season? And replays, you got to the final of the League Cup. And you had so many games and you were playing catch up from, from mid March, you were playing a game every three days.
0: Yeah. I, I think it caught up with me definitely. I, yeah. I never finished the season as well as i I'd, I'd been for three quarters of it. And it was it was only my second season down. Yeah. I was still i just turned I mean, I remember that Liverpool game came at the beginning of December. I had turned twenty one. Uh, on November the thirtieth, about yes. two weeks before that, Liverpool came. Yeah. So um, I was still, you know, um, coming to terms with the demands of English football. Yeah. And you're right, the cup runs uh, took a lot out of us. There's absolutely no doubt about that. We went deep in both cup. Well, as you saw, we went deep in the League Cup. We had three semi-finals against QPR. We had three finals against Everton. Yeah. Um, you know, we had we went deep in the FA Cup as well. And and yeah, I do think that. As we got near the end of the season um that that we did run out of gas a little bit and results were 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 then patchy we lost i think we lost maybe three games in a row at one time near the end of the season it just that knocked us a bit but we we'd we were so confident that we could keep going because we were young i don't think it ever entered our heads and the things like rotation you never thought about rotation in those days if saunders had come to me and said um, there's an FA Cup tie here Andy but I'm not playing you because I want you to have a rest I'd have been like that are you yeah. kidding i got a chance of scoring in this game you must be kidding me <laughs> I ain't rested you know what we, we wouldn't have thought of being rested you missed the game if you were injured and that was about it so I think yeah 50 plus games Um, that was that we, we did that season I think it must have been 56, 60 something close to 60 it must have been 56 um, 56 was it now, that, Cup that, games, that, that, yeah. that's a lot of games that's a lot of games. And uh, uh, there was, and we didn't have big squads. We didn't have 25-man squads that they have now. You know, you had maybe 14 or 15 players that you relied on um, to get you through those 50-point games. So there were big demands. And, and I do think for a young side, and we were still quite inexperienced because Villa it was only Villa's second season back the big time uh, after a long time out of it. So we were still a bit inexperienced as well. Uh, I do think it, it, it just took it out of us a little bit because we lost games in that second half of the season um against sides that we, we we normally yeah wouldn't have got beaten by. So it was a bit like that. I include Birmingham City in that Newcastle United beat us late on in the season as well. Um I, I think things like that happened. Um so it was a bit it was a you know it was a bit like that. We were we were we had such a good run and we were playing so well at that time. It, it was unbelievably good. It was it was a great team to be in. Well, I remember just feeling every time we went out, we were going to win the football match. Didn't, didn't seem to be a problem wherever we went. We didn't always, of course, we didn't. But you know, when it went right, as it did that night, we were as good as anybody in the league that year, that year. There's no doubt in my mind. We were we are a great side.
1: You played without fear, and you're right. You you give a lot of teams a lot of goals. I guess when you're looking at the season as a whole, Aston Villa were going for the for the treble. You ended up. Um, it was the highest. Placed finish since the war for for yeah. Aston Villa, so it it was a, a fantastic feat. You ended up just six points off uh, Liverpool that won the league on 57. You had, yeah, you had 51. Had you beat Birmingham, there's four points, you two points. You know, when you look at a season, you can make these points up. And it was a case of just if-onlys. You scored two hat-tricks that season. You scored six braces, so you had two match balls. The hat-trick that you scored against Ipswich, I was talking to Keith Birchin, and Keith said, I watched that game. And when Andy <laughs> scored those goals, I realised I had to change my game. So you didn't just <laughs> score an hat-trick. You influenced another central striker who was watching you that game. You influenced many. 29 goals, Andy, that season. 25 in the league, three in the League Cup and one in the FA Cup. And you had a lot of injuries that year as well. Yeah, I did. I did. How many games did you miss, can you remember, approximately?
0: Well, I've scored 25 league goals. Yeah. I I probably missed 42 league games. I, I guess I missed... 25 league goals. I probably got that in 35 games. Maybe. Yeah,
1: yeah. So you you probably uh, missed a dozen games that season.
0: Oh easy, easy, easy. So I mean it could have been so. I, I did. It was never there were sort of niggly ones. I mean that was it was I was unlucky because I remember at the baseball ground, and uh, before we we were playing our final uh, replay against Everton in the League Cup, and we played at the baseball ground the weekend before, and it was like a, a it was the worst pitch I've ever played on in my life as it was in those days. Yeah. And I remember I, I went up for a ball, landed, and I landed in one of the ruts on the pitch and turned my ankle, and it went. And that's why I missed the, the final game of the League Cup uh, run, which was so disappointing. But that just for a stupid thing like that, just that bad pitch just caused me to turn my ankle and, and made me miss the game. So I was gutted about that. Yeah, the
1: couple of injuries like that that were, you know, that maybe could have been avoided if I had a little bit more luck. And that was the season yeah. that you played Port Vale in the cup and you were injured while you was playing that game, wasn't you? Saunders forced you to play.
0: Yeah, he did. He did. That was a Port Vale game. We won 3-0, yeah. I think. Didn't yeah, he you did. Like yeah. yeah, you did. Yeah, And yeah. I, 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 if memory serves me, I him off at half-time. Yeah. Because I didn't want to play because I, I couldn't play, actually. My ankle was gone mm-hmm. and I was about 10 days away. Why? Wow, it was Port Vale, for God's sake. It wasn't like we were playing Man United. Yeah. And we were at home and, and I, I, I didn't get his, his desire to get me on the football pitch, um, because we could have we would have beaten Port Vale easy yeah. um, with someone else in the team, and I would have been fit to play in ten days. As it was, they strapped me up, they injected me, they threw me on the pitch. Um, you know, we were, we won three 0 easy, but half time I had to come off. Yeah, he just said to me, "I need you in the team. I, I need you. I need to put that team sheet and to Port Vale with your name on it." he said if I don't then they're going to get such a lift before the game if you're not on it I, thought, I didn't get that but I was listen it's a backhanded compliment in many ways yeah. that he was desperate for me to be there because he thought the team would get a boost if I wasn't in it that we were playing against but it was a bad mistake and and, and because I was young I did what I was told and uh, uh, and, it, and it cost me a lot of injuries and a lot of games doing that playing when I shouldn't have done but that definitely was a bad one because um, you know I was out for about a month then after that um, so that wasn't good.
1: No, you you missed the uh, the, the the cup finals, didn't you? you missed the um, the FA Cup game uh, at Manchester United in in the sixth round as well. Well, I know that's a, that's the thing, and I also missed. Uh, we we
0: did that no, was a next week league were in the the you, 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 whatever it was called Europa League or Europa Cup. Yeah, yeah, I missed that, that that final quarter final against United. These are all things that, and we only got beat two one Old Trafford. Yeah. So you know, if i have been fit and playing, who knows you know, it might have made the difference. We had we had played United season, we were we felt we were as good as. And we certainly didn't feel intimidated playing them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we 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 did lose at Old Trafford earlier in the season, but we had beaten them as well. Yeah. So, you know, we were we were we were okay. We were okay. But again, not being fit in big games like that is is, is
1: so uh, well it's not great. Not great. That Liverpool game was that one of your best performances in an aston Villa kit?
0: Uh,
1: wow, my individual performance uh, listen it, it it would have to be up um,
0: because of, because of who it was against yeah, when you talk about performance you, you kind of say well, who, who was that against yeah um that was against the the, the champions and the champions elect, um no mugs at yeah. all, um so it's up there. Um, others in the Villa Strip that season I think would be good ones. I think my 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 performance against Ipswich yep. in the second half in particular, I was hopeless in the first half. In the second half, when I got a second half hat-trick, it was as good a hat-trick uh, as I could have got. Uh, it was it was an amazing hat-trick. That was as good. Um, I had a lot of good games at Villa. I was lucky because I was young. Wasn't I? I was 19 yep. to 23 and I was, I was fit and I was... Uh, keen to make a name for myself and I was ambitious and I didn't like losing so you know there, there, there are many I can think of when we, we I was pretty good and had to beat Leeds United away I thought just before the Liverpool game when we beat Leeds 3-1 I think yeah. at Elland Road yeah, did. Um, I scored two that day um, I had a really good I mean, at, at, at that age I was playing well and it was such a big season for me personally because I won the PFA double yeah. Um and that that's a measure of how how consistent that had been, and that's not easy when you're a young player um uh, but it was it, it was a fitting end for me personally, not so much the team, but it was a it was a fitting end of the season for me to get that after the disappointment of you know missing out in the league missing out in both cup competitions and yeah, but it, it it was a season that we can look back on everybody at Assenville and think you know what that was pretty special. We had some unbelievable games as I say to win five three times. That season against good teams to score four goals, I don't know, maybe four or five times. I mean, it's quite extraordinary to think that we we started the league season winning 4 0 at home against West Ham. Yes. And we finished the season winning
1: 4 0 against West Brom. Yeah. And the. That
0: was my hat trick, wasn't
1: it? It Yep, yeah, you scored a hat trick uh, yeah. on the last game of the season, you scored a brace on the uh, first game of the season and had you have taken the penalties you, were, you you would have scored a hat-trick then Ray Graydon scored two one from the spot so Goodness. again you were a player that didn't take penalties you, you did take I believe one that season for Aston Villa and possibly the only penalty that you ever took that was i switch away no it was Stoke at home I've got oh, down here. Yeah. Andy Gray penalty Stoke was, at home that was Schultz was in goal I think yeah. So sure again, if you'd have took penalties and scored the penalties, your numbers yeah. are even higher. I'm going again, Paul. Can you hear me? Yeah, back now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. yeah. I mean that that penalty. I think Schultz was in goal for Stoke. I'm sure he was.
1: Yeah, he would have been that top. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I
0: took another one for Villa away at uh, Portman
1: Road. I'm sure I did. Yeah. Was it, that. Was it that season? Well, it couldn't no. have been. No, I was going to say because that no. season you got beat one nil at, um, no, at Portman Road. Yeah. Got it, yeah. Who was your roommate, Andy, when you were uh, you were going away on uh, on trips with with the villa? Do you know what? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I I think like me, I,
0: I I know Giddy and Brian used to love uh, rooming together, and people had certain players, yeah, Leighton Phillips, I think, and Robbo would would always be rooming together. I I just I took whoever I was given. Yeah, I wasn't that bothered about that because uh, you know it was just a case of getting ready for the game, but uh, no, I mean, I, I even at Everton, I never had a. a, a Designated roommate. I just I roomed with Sharpie, John Bailey, various of the boys, and and at Villa I would have been. I, I mean, I suppose when Bobby McDonald and Jake Finley were in there because they were Scots. Yeah, I might have roomed with one of them and and what have you. But no, I never
1: had a particular roommate where I thought, right, I'm going to room with him all the time. No, again, fine margins could have won the treble that year with the Villa. Sadly, what we tend to do is remember the winners and forget the losers or forget Mm. the runners-up, which is very unfair because when you look at that season, you were as good a team as we had in the country. That team together done something special. And sadly, because you didn't win and you only won the League Cup and that's not being disrespectful because that was a great competition to win. But as you've won the double the FA Cup and the League, people would have looked at that season in a slightly different way. And that is very, very unfair, isn't it? Very unfair. Yeah, well, listen, it, 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 it is and isn't. I mean,
0: yeah. I, I, I get it. Yes, I thought we had a great season. You know, yeah. I thought we played some unbelievable football. 100%. And, and, and things caught up with us. But because what happened, having having won the league later, just a couple of years later, in yeah. fact, and then the European Cup, that's going to dilute what any side really did prior yeah. to that. Uh, and I get that. I can understand that totally. Um, but anyone who played in that side, um, there was something special about it. Yeah. And and it could have been special. It could have been special, but um, sadly we never quite got there.
1: I think if you ask any Aston Villa supporter, they would all echo these words that although you didn't achieve the league championship, although you didn't achieve European Cup winners, you were up there just as great in the in the history of Aston Villa Football Club as the ones that did win it. You were just very unlucky, played a few games, too many, it caught up with you in a case of if only. And in terms of that night against Liverpool, oh what a night. Mid December back in seventy <laughs> six. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna ring to it. It's got a ring to it. Hasn't it just? Andy, it's been an absolute pleasure reminiscing and, and just looking back on a game of your life. A game that you'll never forget. A game that Villa supporters will never forget. A game that Liverpool will never forget when they come to Birmingham 6 and got beat 5-1 by one of the greatest Aston Villa teams of all time. Thank you, sir. Thank Paul. Cheers, Andy. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Very but- good. Take care. Cheers, pal. Bye-bye now. Cheers, mate.